Mm-hmm. All right. Everybody wave at the camera. Say hello to everybody out there. Hi, world. Hi, world. Mm-hmm. Everybody that's watching, um, this is the Talking Energy Show. We're uh, blessed mm-hmm. to have a podcast studio inside of uh, Trace Management. They're an oil and gas engineering firm. They do, of course, engineering projects, and uh, they run consultants through their company. So if you need anybody out there on your uh, projects, uh, look to them, or they can do the projects. Um, we're here today with uh, my friends, as always. I just want to introduce some amazing people that I get to meet and uh, their companies and what they do and talk about their stories and hopefully uh, shed a little bit of light on the amazing you know things that our industry does. Uh, let's go around the room and introduce ourselves. Introduce yourself. My name is Phil Owens. I'm Tony McSparron with Patriot Wellhead. And Nick Armudian with Patriot Wellhead. Well, thank you guys for being here. I appreciate it. Um, we'll go back the other way. How'd you get in oil and gas? No, that's a good question. Uh, in 99, I had moved back to Oklahoma. Oklahoma was home. Uh, Tony and I grew up together in Weatherford. When I came back, uh, the reason I came back was to work with Williams in Tulsa. And at the time... Uh, Williams was was a prominent player in the pipeline industry and the production side, uh, also telecommunications. So the, the tech side is what brought me back. Uh, but then as I helped them with uh, some of their communications and whatnot, uh, it pulled me into the oil and gas, and it's, that's the stuff that we grew up with in Weatherford. Interesting. Go ahead, buddy. Well, well, it's all I've ever done. I, I got out of high school in May of 1980. I was, a friend of mine that had graduated the year before came in the place I was working and said he needed a hand that night. And like a dummy, I said, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I've been there ever since, yeah, 1980. Was, uh, what, what was the first company you went for, went, worked at? Uh, Zip Tool. Zip Tool. Yep. Nipple Up Company. Nipple Up. Oh, nice. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's a, heck of a, that's a heck of a gig. Yes. Went from... High school to, uh, to danger on hammer wrenches. <laughs> yes. Hey, I, I man, without them, um, our industry would suffer, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What about you, Phil? How'd you get in oil and gas? It's uh, I'm not I'm not going to tell that story. You don't have enough time. Um, but I went to work in '77. Uh, went to work for a division of Baker uh, in the mud business, and one thing led to another, and led to another, and led to another, and here we are today, forty something years later. 40 years in oil and gas. Mm-hmm. That's a legacy. Yeah. You've seen a lot, and you know a lot of people. I, I've seen that. a lot. I've worked uh, in uh, worked on the North Slope, worked in the Rockies. Uh, I never worked offshore. I always wanted to go offshore. My whole career, they said, Owens, we don't have an ocean up there. You can't go to the OTC, so you're going to have to learn to do things up here. Gotcha. So. Well, for everybody watching, Phil is one of my most cherished mentors. Uh, he's always done everything he could. Anytime, I'm, you know, whether I wanted him to help me or not, he, <laughs> he finds ways to uh, make sure that uh, everybody around him is taken care of. And I, I've always loved that about you. You do a, so much for our industry. And really, I mean, your your light has always shined, you know, in, in our basin for sure. If not, I mean, everywhere you go, everybody knows you. That's pretty That's pretty. Uh, Hefty. I'm appreciative. Thank you very much. Yeah, always impressive. Well, uh, so wh- where was your first company at? So the, the Williams that was, or was it uh, in terms of working in this industry? Yes. Uh, so Williams and Tulsa. Williams and Tulsa. Uh, uh, if you know what's the communication part of that, I was interested in that when you said that because I actually came from my. I mean, my first real job was more Marconi and I did like the, the, I was in the basement of Williams at one time, like installing batteries, you know, I was very, <laughs> I was very curious about, you know, how do you jump from, you know, that to uh, the Williams side of it? They needed it guys. So they, there were, there's a lot of aspects to it. Yeah. There's, without, I mean, I'm without, just always curious yeah, about going into a deep dive. Uh, most of what we looked at were their telemetry systems. So again, being a midstream company, uh, predominant midstream company yep. at that time uh that that was their focus that's that's where the challenges are uh between the the emp company itself the producer the production company and the midstream company uh but there were other aspects to it and williams was so early on adopters of understanding just how vital technology in the future was going to be there's we can and data. We could do a separate podcast on how technologically advanced Williams truly was. Yeah, I'll give you one quick anecdote. 
uh, all of the NFL stadiums, uh, the Democratic, you know, the RNC, when, when, when they have their events, the Olympics, from the 80s, Williams was the preeminent company because they got so good at the communication side that would carry and broadcast all of this information. So this was all being done through Tulsa, Oklahoma. So, yes, it started with Pipeline, uh, but uh, they were they were very ingenuitive, and I was glad to be a part of it. And they still are. It still are, and it's, a lot of that has now come into Devon. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, the WPX people that, that came over to Devon are fantastic people, and they bring a lot to Oklahoma City. We were very blessed last night. We, uh, in our um, area, we have AADE, SPE, IADC, the Natural Gas and Energy Association of Oklahoma. Uh, man, I don't want to miss out on anybody. API. API, of course. A- we're on the board of API. APG. A- I was saving the APG. Um, the on, the land know, man. The Petroleum Alliance of Oklahoma, um, you know, is one of the organizations that was, you know, again, another advocacy group. We all got together last night, and we had, uh, you know, we're just quarterly we're all going to try to mingle the groups and come together, see how we can help each other. And of course, support the industry. And Clay Gaspar came and spoke at the event. And man, what a speaker! Always, you know. And he knows I'm trying to get him in here at some point too. But so I'm butter him up in this. But you know, he uh, he had a lot of uh, very great answers to a lot of uh, tough questions, even. And uh, part of that was the attacks on oil and gas right now on the digital side of things. You know, the uh, the infrastructure side of that. So. I'm, I'm always impressed by the technology of our industry and where it's going. We're, I think we probably bring uh, a lot of leading technology to the entire world because of you know all the people working on it. Without a doubt. It's what you see in the evolution of this industry worldwide is all predominantly developed from the U.S. Yep. And that's, that's under the ground, above the ground, transport, all of it. I mean, who knew back in the day, like Patriot Wellhead, you know, normally just needed hands to, you know, put steel together and work on steel. But I mean, I bet a lot of people in your company work pretty much just on the digital side of things. You know, just, I mean, not a lot, but I mean, like there's a lot. You have a combination. The fundamentals are always going to be there. Yep. Right. And again, Tony, Tony's the expert, right? It's, he's, he's... (laughs) He's done it all. He's done it all in every basin, uh, at least here in the U.S. But pressure, formations, those fundamentals don't change. He's been there, done that. Yeah. Well, tell me all about Patriot Wellhead. Where, where, how did the company get started? What is, what is it? What does it do for those that um, don't even know what a wellhead is? You know, explain as much as you can about Patriot Wellhead, where you're going. Well... Okay, Nick could probably a lot, right? I just, yeah. better, yeah. I just I just threw you know I just threw a lot out there like hey tell me where you were where you're at now where you're going, but uh, you know Nick and I started Patriot Wellhead in 2015 early. Uh, the company itself actually started around 2013. 2013, yeah. Okay. And uh, but uh, we uh, started in a little rental building out in El Reno, working elbow to elbow out there trying to get things done. And uh, we bought, when we bought this company, we had no customers, had a lot of inventory and a lot of bills. Wow. <laughs> and uh, so we went out and we got customers. We were very fortunate. I mean, I have been in the business for a long time and people do know me. Uh, so we, uh, anyway, we built our business from there, bought a facility in Oklahoma City, uh, bought another one in Gardendale. And, uh, That's Gardendale, Texas. Yeah, right. Gardendale, Texas, sorry. And... Uh, we have every intent of continuing to grow. You know, we're, we're facing the same thing, you know, in the market, right? I mean, our company's gone up and down. We had over 50 employees three years ago, and uh, we're not quite that large now. We're down to about 24, three or four. Mm-hmm. Looking, looking to expand a little bit. Everything's picking back up. We've had a lot of inquiries lately. It'd be nice to see all these guys pull the trigger on everything. Sure. Uh, but... Uh, we're looking to grow, but we are basically a Permian, Oklahoma company right now. Not that we're not open. Nick and I do everything ourselves, so yeah. it's kind of we don't can't get spread too thin. What um, what is the secret to that longevity so far? Do you think? Uh, well, I, I, good service. I mean, 
wellhead business is pretty much a commodity item, sure. right? Everybody can supply you pretty much the same product. Okay. It's all about being able to take care of it, solve problems. Uh, solving problems, I think, are the, is the biggest issue. And uh, we just work close with our customers to give them what they want, too. Uh, you know, you, you've got to get to know your customers. And, you know, we wellhead, we start on the drilling side. But okay. the reality is we need to know completions and production, what their game plan is down the road. So initially we're selling the drilling, but we've got to satisfy the other end, too. So uh, just mainly that's it. I think, uh, I think we work real hard to tailor, you know, the solution to fit our customers across the board. Um, maybe just for those that are hopefully watching, we talked about this at lunch, you know, we, we always hope that uh, people outside of oil and gas are curious or those that are in oil and gas, uh, that don't know this side of the business. What does a wellhead do? Okay. You know, well, uh, explain it to my five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, when, of course, when they drill a well, there's actually several strings of casing, so mm-hmm. strings of pipe and tubing. So wellhead is what is the piece of equipment that suspends and isolates each string of pipe as it's running the well. Uh, and overall, it, I've been in the business 40 years, and wellhead hasn't really changed. Yes, we've improved seals. Uh, we, everybody today runs time, what we call time-saving systems, but to be honest with you, we had those 30, 35 years ago. But when it took three months to drill a well, we you couldn't sell a guy on saving eight hours. It okay. didn't matter. But now it takes eight days to drill a well. Time matters. That day matters, yeah. yeah. So, so the speed systems are certainly the... Uh, you know, the standard operation nowadays. The, um, that whole automation of things, mm. you know, what do you see in the future for wellheads that you might be able to, you know, add value? Well, I mean, I think it's way down the road, but, uh, like I said, well, hadn't changed for us in 40 years. Sure. I think there's a potential for a lot from new material, basically. New material. I mean, you really can't change the system. It's to hang pipe. Uh, so it's, it's going, it's all going to have the same, uh, function. But uh, we're still using, you know, 4130 and 4140 steel. Uh, I think that's going to be the uh, the way to go in the future. Hopefully there's better materials actually out there. Metallurgy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, different rubbers. Right. That's that's great. What? Um, how many employees do you guys have right now? You said 20? Uh, about 24. Right? 24, that's good. So how? what's most of their functions, do you think, as far as operations go? Uh, we're about... Half and half. Uh, well, I, I guess I'd have to divide that into thirds. Uh, we've got, you know, office personnel, which Nick and I, and a couple of uh, admin. Got a, we got a uh, retired lieutenant colonel who, uh, he does it all for us. He's our safety inventory control and, and uh, our HR. Emphasis, emphasis on safety. <laughs> for, I mean, yeah, hey, you know what? Let's have a little safety moment brought to you by Night Fire Specialist. Guys, if there's a... Any kind of emergency right now, you guys just take the uh, door right there and go to the right, and then go to another right, and you'll be out the front door. So there's our, there's our little exit strategy. Excellent. Right? <laughs> and pull the fire handle as you're going out. I don't think we have a fire handle, but uh, we do have, like, a fire suppression system brought to you by Nightfire. <laughs> See, plug away. Anything you want. <laughs> I, I know a lot of uh, – you guys are uh, pitching into uh, the AADE uh, clay shoot coming up. Mm-hmm which uh, Phil and I are part of that, uh, and uh, you guys are going to give us all water. So there's another safety moment for you. <laughs> keep you us hydrated while we're out there clay shooting. Do keep hydrated. you guys clay shooting? Are you, are you putting a we team do. in too? No, we're not because, uh, again, as Tony said, uh, as much as we love it, yeah, uh, we're not. Just, you want to be out there mixing it up with everybody. We, we, we tend to try to do something well when we get engaged, and – we're, we're really there to support the AD. Uh, we're going to bring a friend of mine who's probably the top gunsmith in Oklahoma. Oh, nice. Uh, who's going who's gonna to be there to help out anyone who, who has questions or has problems. Uh, and, you know, we're going to meet some of the new young people that have come into the industry that we haven't had an opportunity to meet yet. So that'll be our focus. And uh, so we're going to sacrifice our time shooting clays, uh, but it'll be a good time. Patriot, Patriot Wellhead will be well represented. Yeah, well, I, I I knew that because uh, you you could like put your logo on every bottle nowadays, right? We <laughs> you don't need we to. Do can. That. I don't. I don't around. think we'll do that. We're just uh, we're we're going to shake hands and meet the folks and hang a banner. Yeah, I'm. I mean, that's been my 
uh, fortune in my sales careers, being able to be at every single event possible. I have FOMO. That's everybody always like, how do you get to all these? I have the fear of missing out. I, I'm, I have to go for myself. I just don't want to miss my friends on the playground. <laughs> right. But, uh, that's April 29th in, uh, Cloud Oklahoma. Cloud, Oklahoma at Quail Ridge. So anybody watching, make sure you get signed up to uh, either sponsor or put a team in. You'll have a lot of fun. Clay shooting is great. Anyway, back to uh, Patriot Wellhead. So future Wellheads, you don't see changing much except for the metallurgy right now. Yeah. I mean, the only changes in Wellhead that have really happened over the 40 years are cost-saving medicine. The mechanics are already there. Yeah. Peak performance on Wellheads. Now. Right. Yeah. What about like, you know, the, I mean, I'm always curious, I throw uh, audibles at people, but like we now have, you know, I, one of the things I do is rent drill pipe, you know, to operators. So, you know, now they have wired pipe to collect more data. You know, it's not really drilling so much with it, but, you know, while it's down there, it's collecting data. So do you see the possibilities of the wellheads collecting data? Uh, the well Wired wellheads? Wellhead itself, no, but certainly, of course, right now there's uh, sensors. I guess yeah, adding so more sensors. Added on, right? Yeah, add on. Uh, again, you know, your wellhead sales are always low cost, right? So uh, not anymore. Where it's time, we are all. I mean, if we all are agreement in this room, it's time to raise prices. <laughs> and that's okay. The operators agree that they want us around for their future, and the only way to do that is to get a little profit in right now, so that we can maintain the level of service and quality that they hope for now and in the right. future. That's exactly We're partners. Uh, Clay Gaspar said it last night. We are symbiotic. Yep. We need each other. Yep. I, I really hope that uh, that is uh, very uh, understood now. Mm-hmm. Well, let's hope. Let's yeah. hope that we're back to the point where they understand that the service companies have to make a fair profit. And, and uh, if they don't, they're not going to be around to take care of their needs when they have those needs. And, and we did talk about that last night. What's some of the stumbles and hurdles you overcome, you guys think, uh, in this business that uh, you could give some wisdom to for those that might be getting started with their own service company? Yeah. How to find how to find money, you know, to get a service company, you know, going. You know, I mean, how to you know continue it if you need money. You know, capital is always something, or employee issues, or equipment issues. The money is on that side of the table. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, have a, you have a Rolodex or you got a big pocket? No, it's a good question. Uh, and the topic really of, of 2022 was be, it, it really revolves around being conservative. And when, when Tony and I agreed and we shook hands seven, eight years ago and decided we were going to do this together, uh, we we had a very common philosophy, and, and that philosophy, first of all, was we wanted to do things right. right? Uh, so we do everything above board, et cetera, et cetera. But there, there are no extravagances. So the money, if, if you're doing this to make money, uh, to live a luxurious lifestyle, then, then I probably am not the person to talk to. But if you, if you take the money, you invest that money into training for your people. Uh, we've already touched on safety. We constantly invest in safety in a, in a manner of different ways, programs. Three years. Uh, three, yeah. yeah. Three years, no accidents, no, no injuries, no recordables. Yes. Yeah, no incidents for three years, and we're very proud of that. You should be proud of that. That's uh, that's astounding. That, that goes right back to you guys believe in your safety culture and your training. Yeah. Uh, but reinvest, and uh, if, if you're still, you know, if you're fortunate enough to be cash flow positive, create a treasury because there's going to be a downtime and Phil knew that Tony knew that and I knew that so we we had some success in 20 really 2017 and 2018 we had great customers uh and we if we were throwing off extra cash after whether you're buying new vehicles or new tools uh hydraulic torque wrenches are pretty expensive still once you do all that, you go ahead and put the rest of it back. And that's what got us through the last two years. Mm-hmm. If you do that, then you're not you're not at the mercy of the creditors. So we're fortunate we are not. Tony and I are completely independent. Uh, so we don't deal with overhead. We don't have anybody else's rules. And that's the best advice I can give anyone who's trying to get into this business. What is What do you think the 
how the culture of your company is besides just safety? You know, how do you, how do you feel about, uh, your team? You know, what do you, what do you guys do to set yourselves apart where your employees are so loyal to you? Uh, well, we, we do, we treat them well and we work them hard. Uh, but everybody, uh, I think everybody in this industry understands a work ethic yeah. that goes into it. Yeah. We've got, you know, uh, I don't mind working hard, but I love the rewards of a good company. Well, I'm not going to tell you we've got to where we can, you know, give them great rewards, but uh, we treat them with respect. We do take care of them when we can, when things are up and, and everything's going. Through the two years, you know, our service personnel, they weren't able to get their 40 hours in the field. Sure. So we brought them in and worked them in the shop, and we made sure they got their 40 and were able to take care of their families. And uh, they've been loyal. I mean, we've got two guys been with us since, from the get-go. And uh, a couple more that have been there, you know, came on just right after. We recently had two that worked for us before that just came back to work for us. Uh, so, you know, one, we're, we are pretty demanding. We ask them to do things right. And I think they take a lot of pride in that. They go out and get the job done. And, uh, you know, so financial reward, nobody's really seen a whole lot of that yet. So, <laughs> I mean, I've got food on the table and, and a home above my head. I mean, there's, I mean, we're, we're, I still believe we live in the best country in the world and oil and gas is the best industry. So that's just my belief. So, well, I think we're right there with you. Hard work pays off in our Hard industry. work pays off and, and longevity. If you can, if you can deal with the highs and the lows, if you can deal with the tremendous highs and the tremendous lows. Stoicism is my you know favorite thing. <laughs> But this young man sitting right next to me uh, with 40-plus years, he's been there, done that. And you ask about Patriot Wellhead. These two gentlemen put everything out there and give they, – they take care of the people, not only that work for them, but they take care of their customers. And they do things right. If something – and you know in our industry not everything is always right. But if it's not, they make it right. And so that's what separates, in my opinion, Patriot Wellhead from its competition. They are in West Texas. They're in Oklahoma. And, you know, <laughs> I've asked Nick if he's interested in going to the, to the Northeast, and he's not quite yet, but uh, one of these days perhaps. But they do a very good job representing um, the wellhead industry here and in West Texas. That's fun. What are um, you excited about anything in the future? Anything, you know, new that you want to do as far as a Patriot wellhead? Or you just want to keep doing what you're doing right and keep it that going? Or you guys want to expand, grow the business? Well, I, I, we're always open, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, Wellhead and Frack Stacks and that kind of, that's our core business. And we're starting to see things trickle up a little bit. Certainly had a lot of inqu inquiries lately. And uh, I would love to see us get rip-roaring there. But we're always open. In fact, actually, that's what I tell how many customers. How many Frack locations do you think are operating right now? Uh, nationwide nick can answer that actually. is it <laughs> it's close to 200 right now right frack fleets 200 running right now in terms of Just all basins all base all basins nationwide it's probably it's above probably 200 at this point yeah i honestly i can't tell you that because all of our focus i can tell you how many rigs there are in, in sure. Oklahoma and, <laughs> and uh west texas and new mexico but our focus is we're so laser focused on the areas where our customers operate. Yeah. I, I can't, if you ask me about the Bakken, unfortunately, or the Rockies right now, or the Utica, or the Marcellus, I, I'm afraid I don't have the information. It's what not about? Because it's not interesting. Because I haven't deep dive. So Richard Spears, you know, I, if you guys follow Richard, sure. you know, he, that guy can drill down on some data. So, you know, he, he gave me, a, you know, we had a conversation. There's roughly 40 uh, frack companies, you know, operational, you know, with mm -hmm. logo, you know, titles saying, hey, I'm a frack, you know, fleet. And then out of those 40 companies, there's, I think, nationwide at the moment when I talked to him, you know, a few weeks back at the AAD and uh, Permian, it was, you know, a little bit over 200 mm. frack fleets. And, but I did, I've not divided that up and, you know, where they're all at. That's, that's probably a pretty good guess. Uh, if I, yeah, I don't know, maybe you know the number, Phil, but I'm going to assume right now in terms of rigs, mm. we're probably somewhere around when it comes to wells that are, you know, that are going to require uh, completion with hydraulic fracturing. I'm assuming we're 600 plus mm -hmm. nationwide, yeah. and you're probably going to be somewhere three to one. Three to one. That's a good number to know. Yeah. You know, most of those, almost 50 percent of those rigs are in West Texas. Yeah. Do you think that three to one number stays around that because 
just the number of people that they can recruit to go out? Or do you think it's an equipment shortage? You know, the old fleets aren't, I mean, I've, I talked to one guy, he's like, we're not running some of our old fleets. They've sat there too long. It's not, it's, they're not operational really. It'd be, it's cheaper to, instead of getting them operational, their old fleets, it's cheaper to build a new fleet. Mm-hmm. There is some of that, but again, we, we, we touched upon innovation earlier and procedures are where a lot of the innovation comes from. And again, it, it begins in the U.S. and then all of a sudden you'll, you'll see it in the Middle East or, or uh, South America or whatnot. I'll give you an example. Uh, it, was, it was very common to complete wells one at a time seven to ten years ago. Uh, Tony, you know, I'm not going to mention the names of our customers right now, but, but Tony is, uh, you know, his voice carries a lot of weight with engineering groups and he'd worked with them and, and told them how they could optimize and zipper fracks became more common, right? Typically two. Oh, wait, the don't first give me credit for zipper fracks. <laughs> well, no, just, just, just working. You know, yeah. If you guys ever want to announce in here that you created something, that's okay. A facilitator. No one's going to debunk you in this room. Yeah, the inventor of zipper fracks, right here in my podcast studio. Everyone, you didn't know that, did you? Phil, inve- Phil invented the watch. <laughs> I did right here. You can see it right here. First one ever. No, the uh, they don't teach a lot of the applied stuff sometimes in our universities, right? So you, you get younger engineers, and they know what they've learned in the classroom. And if they're fortunate enough, and often they'll get some of this. Internships, get out of They'll there. get some of that, or they'll get they'll you know what we'll call schooling or learnings from some of their superintendents out in the field. Uh, but more often than not, they might bring in, uh, you know, if. If they talk to us, uh, they'll bring Tony in, lunch and learn. And it's through that that, that we, as Tony said, we facilitated uh, some some methods of optimization. That's picked up now, Matt. So one large Oklahoma-based operator, uh, the first completion job they put us on was 10 simultaneous fracks. Right? Kind of one pad, but really across two. So the it's they're still the same valves, right? Um, the spools are longer, and there's a lot more of them. Uh, but it's really how you apply it, and that's that's the that's the innovation in the protocols and the methodologies. So mm. now you go back to your ratios, right? Uh, I, I can't remember. Was that 45 days, 60 days, 90 days? It's been two and a half years we did that one. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's from, from time of like in start in, to finish, start from to finish. When, the, when the pump started running. Right. But that's one frat crew. That was 10 wells. Mm-hmm. All right. So three drilling rigs, too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh, the, you know, typically the AFEs were kind of two thirds of the AFE was on the completion, one third was on. I'm, I'm, I'm not in the. You're not in the operator seat. I'm not in right? the but you've seen seat, you've but, seen some numbers, right? Yeah, and uh, so they're always trying to optimize. And the more we know on our side, on the service side, the more the operators share that information. And that's why they share so much with us. We're better partners for it. That's mm-hmm. a great point. That's a great. It point. is uh, the communication yeah. is everybody wins. You know, not only does it make it more efficient, it makes it safer, and everybody's happier. When I know that they're going to be on a well site for 30 days versus 40 versus 60. You know, and I'm a good partner with them. I can also look at like, okay, well, I have to scrape by, you know, at times we've been, hey, I need 10% profit this year to scrape by. Mm -hmm. But in the future, I'm going to need 30 so we can get back to whole, you know, whatever it might be. But with their numbers sharing, we get to make those decisions on, okay, well, we want to grow with your company. We're willing to do take less per well, but of course, you know, over time, you know, this is really going to help you know, be beneficial to both of us. No doubt. So, so operators continue to share as much as possible with us. Mm-hmm. We want to help. Yeah. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No. Uh, so the, the the net result is we, as an industry, right, and again, in West Texas and Oklahoma, I think this is where, you know, so much of the innovation without going into a history lesson really began. I love history lessons. Go ahead. <laughs> well, uh, so much of it actually began in the Barnett with what was, you know, 
Mitchell that became Devin. Uh, that's, you know, if you want to talk about unsung heroes, there's some people there that maybe they don't know the name of George Mitchell, but uh, the reason we have an abundance of energy here and all this was done in, you know, in our backyard, right? So the idea of good production from shale really, really came from Oklahoma and Texas. Uh, Mitchell had a lot to do with it. Uh, certainly Continental had a lot to do with it. Uh, so on and on and on. I mean, yeah, consolidation's happening right now. Uh, Clay Gaspar spoke on that again last night. We, we, uh, we probably need more consolidation than we even thought we needed just because there's so many operators competing for the same rock mm-hmm. and the same people and the same, you know, every, everybody's competing for all the same stuff. So throughout our industry, you know, we may be taking a look at more consolidation, but boy, I love, I love independence as well. Like you guys. Oh, very much so. It's on the service side and specifically in Wellhead, you know, we, there were some, some great American names, right? FMC and Cameron and GE, which was Baker, but that they don't exist anymore, right? Uh, Patriot is actually for Oklahoma. We're an Oklahoma headquartered company. We're the only one. Uh, yeah, Cameron and FMC are European now, and GE no longer exists in this space. You're the only American wellhead company? No, no Oklahoma. <laughs> and we invented you guys, Yeah, they invented it. And, and I invented the watch. If you love American baby Jesus, you better, you know, that's why they're called Patriot. <laughs> <laughs> be, be highly aware when you, you know, use wellhead services, uh, Patriot is the name. Um, since you're independent, can you do interesting things? Like, has anybody ever come to you? And I don't know if you did it or not, but I know I've been approached before. Would you be willing to discuss terms instead of, you know, cash for your invoices, uh, interest in the wells? That's a great question. You know, there's, there's been times where people are like, hey, look, we don't really have enough capital to pay your invoices, but once, you know, these wells come in, you know, you'll be a part of them. Is that an offer? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> my my first well when I'll have zero money and it'll all be tied up in that well. Yeah, absolutely. I'll need partners. <laughs> no, you're uh there's just so many ways we could, you know, continue to help each other. You know, there's young engineers out there that may this la- this last downturn, you know, taught me some neat things. These petroleum engineers, they got a lot of gumption. And, you know, some of our friends that got laid off from, you know, some of the bigger operators, they went out and started their own. They went out and bought some old stripper well, and they know what they're doing enough to where they're just danger enough to go, hey, I'm going to buy that well, mm-hmm. and I'm going to turn it from two barrels a day to four barrels a day and get the gas off of it and start a Bitcoin mine at the, you know, at the wellhead as well. <laughs> I'm going to take this trap gas, and now they've got Bitcoins and some oil. I read, that, yeah, I read that this morning. They're going, to, they're, doing that. Yeah, they're going to do number two, number three. You know, They turn four into eight. I mean, they'll, they'll go work at Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. And use their well money to buy more wells, and they'll pay themselves off of whatever else. But well, you know, good. guys like that are like, man, I'll do anything. Like I'll figure it out to help you. At least they're working, right? And and we and doing all, what they love. Yes. Well, for me, it's a matter of national security. Really, like, why would we ever want to turn off a well? But big operators, you know, those old assets that are stripper wells, that's a liability to them, and it's not enough production to be worth their money and time for their resources, but. For younger guys like that, you know, you don't have to, our industry doesn't have to go and plug those wells. Mm-hmm. We can take guys that, you know, like, hey, we'll give these things away if you'll go out and make sure that they're operational and not uh, environmentally damaging. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just, there's so much. I mean, there, every time I turn around, that's why I have people in here to, you know, like, let's find out every possible thing about this industry and make it better together. So to answer your question, uh, you have in your studio the board of directors, right? And uh, we're we like new challenges. We're open to new things, so sure. There you go. It, you heard it here first. They will they will invest in your well somehow, absolutely, some way. Absolutely, absolutely. If anything, with your knowledge and your wisdom, Phil knows very much, and I approach him oftentimes with good and bad ideas <laughs> just to see what he thinks our industry you and you've seen it i'm, I'm sure you've seen the uh, our, our own great reset our our turnover um crew change the crew the great crew change here in our industry you know we we uh need 
wiser, you know, leadership that has been around a while so that our ups and downs for us, you know, like, Oh my gosh, this downturn's worse. And you go, it's not, there's this other one, you know, and this other one, or this is the greatest thing I'm going to go out and spend all my money. No, 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 don't do that. I've seen some things, you know, or, or is this safe? I mean, just little simple answers like that. I always rely on people that have been around longer. It's terrifying to me how much, uh, the brain drain has gone on throughout this industry. You you have to see it too. Yeah, well, I don't have a lot to add. You said yeah. <laughs> well, the 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 we we throughout my career we've gone through any number of great crew changes, if you will, and downturns. Um, prior to my career, you know, the people in the 50, late fifties, uh, excuse me, the mid fifties. I mean, I actually there was a period of time early in my after I graduated from college that I taught and coached. Never went to school to teach and coach, but I taught and coached. And it was amazing how many of the science teachers were geologists and or engineers or people who'd worked in the energy industry who lost their jobs and they wanted some stability in their lives. And so they went and taught school or whatever. So um, every time this happens, we go through this and we lose what we lose from our industry is, is tremendous. And we have to go reinvent the wheel again. Mm-hmm. So we have to uh, uh, we have to take these young engineers and if we've got data left from some of these wells that we drilled years ago, then they'll look at it. Sometimes they can use it, sometimes they can't. If not, they're going to make the same mistakes, spend the same money, and do the things that the people have done before them. And, and you know, while that's a learning curve, I can't say that it's necessarily a good learning curve. It's a rough one. So uh, right now our industry is really challenged with many things, tubulars, people, uh, investment capital, um, so it's going to be interesting to see where, where we go from here. You know, you touched on energy independence. And, we, you know, we're, not, we're here to talk about Patriot Wellhead, not necessarily the, uh, the political environment that we're in. However. Well, if you use Patriot Wellhead, you're contributing to energy uh, independence. Yeah, well, that's true. You that's certainly true. make a better well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. You're going to make a better well. Put that wellhead out there. You're going to make a better well. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. You might as well. You don't even have to drill it. If you just put a yeah. Patriot wellhead out yeah. there, it does it all on its own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, it's going to be. Um, Built-in fracking. <laughs> <laughs> can, we work, can we work a deal? The, I'm inventing new technology for you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's his fault. Yeah. <laughs> he said he was coming in here today. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, uh, the, the, the situation that we're in and, and how it's going to affect our future moving forward. You know, Richard Spears talks about the ICE. Remember what that is? The internal combustion engine. And for as long as I live and probably my grandkids and their grandkids, grandkids, there's going to be internal combustion engines. So we're going to have to deal with these issues. Uh, as as Clay, Clay Gaspar said last night, I think our industry is, is all in favor of renewables. They're all in favor of other sources of energy in, in conjunction with fossil fuels because you're not going to be able to do those without fossil fuels. Mm. So the, he talked about the, the amount of energy that it takes to create the renewables. And where does that come from? Fossil fuels. Yeah. So we're just as much as part of a renewable resource. That's as correct. Anyone else's. That's correct. And and they, they and and uh, these people have a tendency. These people. I'm going to get in trouble for that. <laughs> they're they're the, the folks that are uneducated as to the 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 uh, energy literacy is what we're after. Energy literacy. Yep. Yeah, uh, are going to have to understand uh, what it takes to get us to move forward. Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, I'm going to go in the weeds here, but. You know, this is one thought that I've talked to people about. Honestly, oil and gas is a renewable resource. Our earth does have a core that's constantly chewing up rock with molten, you know, lava. And guess what happens when you do that? When you when you burn anything, there's oils and gases that escape what you burn at high temperatures, right? So somewhere, somehow, there will be new reservoirs of oil and gas around the globe. Well, we the, have to find them. The, 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 so there's, there's people that I've talked to that are like, you know, I mean, if you really want to be honest about it, oil and gas is renewable. Well, okay, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll buy that. But there are vast deposits. Vast. I have to use the – I'd be careful about using that term. But there are deposits of hydrocarbons throughout the, throughout the, uh, the world that, that, that uh, are available, but it's purely based on economics. Mm-hmm. It has to be justifiable to go do it. You know, the, the, there's tremendous – yeah, I'm trying to think. 1980, 
1979-80. Tenneco drilled some wells offshore, I think Rhode Island, and had very, very, very wells that, that had great potential. But because it's not in my backyard, and you're not going to set that platform off there where I can look at it, none of that ever came, uh, came about. I believe there's been some exploratory work off of Florida on both sides. Oh, I'm in. I'm going to go well and guys Florida. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> well, you know, uh, they, they actually drilled some wells in Hawaii. I actually know some people that went over there and drilled some wells in Hawaii. Now they turned out to be geothermal wells, but they actually drilled those wells, and, and they had success. So we have alternatives, but they still need our industry. They still need people like Patriot Wellhead to come and take care of their needs. So uh, we're not, this industry may change, and it will be up and it will be down, but there's still going to be a domestic industry for the foreseeable future, plain and simple. Well, when, when I get time and money, I'm going to get a robot body, and I'm going to be around for the very long foreseeable future. Well, you're just going to have your brain transplanted. Yes, I'll, I'll be there. We'll have to talk to Misty about that. Oh, she won't. <laughs> She's counting that life, <laughs> that life insurance policy is growing every year. What's your uh, you got a new question? What's your uh, what's your biggest win? What's one you hang on the wall in your head of like, hey, this is why I do this every day. Like, do you have anything that just pops in your mind? Like, man, that was just the greatest day I've had in my career so far today. Matt Hill's podcast. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's it's uh, it's a great question, uh, and. I don't want to disappoint you, but we don't we don't really think about it that way. So for us, it's again it's it's very simple. And it's it's just fundamental. Every day that everything goes off without a hitch, everybody comes back. You know, people first, tools second. You know, customers are satisfied. That's our goal. That's what keeps us. That's what gets us up every morning. <laughs> that's you know the idea of a new customer, a new project, all very exciting, right? Uh, getting to meet new people, fantastic, right? Uh, but succeeding in in a very conservative way on a daily basis, that's that's the driving force. That's cool. What about you, buddy? I have to go right along with that. He's, he's on money. Uh, yeah, we uh, the, hitting our three year mark on the safety thing. I hate to bring it up again. Yeah. But, oh, no, uh, that's I'm very proud of you. Yeah. That was a celebration. We all in this room care very much about our people that we work with. That's why I mean that's that's the, my biggest driving force for as much as I love our oil and gas industry. The second I was offered to work with Steve Knight and Knight Fire Specialists and get to protect you know not only their equipment investments and assets but also our precious personnel. Mm-hmm. Good goodness, I was like I'm in. I'm totally in. Yeah. I mean, 40 years in the oil field, I can tell you that is the biggest change. Yeah, all the technology and everything is, is, is has changed tremendously. But uh, the uh, work ethic and safety and environmental thing, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's tremendous how much we've changed. Back when I broke out in 1980, when I left one job to go out on a career that night, it was my option whether I wore a hard hat or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Uh, so things have changed tremendously on that end of it. Isn't it scary that back then, if I was given that option, I probably wouldn't have? Yeah. I, I promise you I didn't. <laughs> How many times did I sat through safety meetings, no matter whether it was on-site or in a classroom, given the option to listen or not listen? I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Please let me get to work. I have stuff to do. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, like, sitting on the edge of my seat, like, man, did I miss anything? Could I, you know, make sure I protect somebody in some way? Because, you know, longevity-wise, I look around that room and I see all the young green hats out there. And I'm like, oh, I sure want them to go home at the end of this day. I want them to go home whole and make sure that they get to buy that boat that they don't need. And that, you know, lift that truck up that they don't need to do. And the, get a, get a the, hot tub, you know. Buy, all, the, buy those rims, 13000 yeah, I want them to all make the same financial mistakes, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. You can go mess around with your safety financially, but don't do it with your health, man. Yeah. Go home to the wife and beautiful wife and kids. You have no idea how fortunate you are to, you know, have that. That's right. <laughs> um. Well, I, I don't want to keep you all day. We've been here about uh, a little bit, but um, any uh, any ending thoughts you want to share with everybody about uh, you or your business that uh, people need to know about? Nothing, you know, nothing that's going to set anyone's hair on fire. Well, we, you and I don't have any hair, buddy. We don't have Why is this side, man? You guys have the, I have the bald <laughs> side of this. We are aerodynamic, if anything. Yeah. 
It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's the new orange or the new black yeah. or whatever it is. No, it, uh, you, know, you asked a great question. And that, that question was, you know, really what, what turns you on? What's the big win? Uh, it's really being predictable and being good and being consistent. That's cool. So that's, that's what we focus on each and every day, being more predictable, more consistent, uh, every aspect, right? And uh, we love, you know, we love working where we work, Oklahoma and Texas are great. <laughs> it's just, you couldn't ask for better people to work with, mm -hmm. right? So that's, that's our focus. What about you, buddy? That's it. Uh, uh, Final thoughts. Actually, I quit thinking in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> need, need to give it We're looking in these. Ba I tell everybody in this room, don't be staring at my baby blues. You'll wander off and <laughs> be fall in love. <laughs> give him another drink. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, by the way, everybody, uh, if you want to sponsor this show, you're welcome to go to oilfieldtailgate.com and uh, sign up to be a sponsor. And if you want to get on the low end, just come into Trace Management and bring us a bottle of whiskey. This is uh, Hochatown. This is uh, one of our favorites because it's made right here in Oklahoma. And, of course, Phil today, yeah, yesterday we were at the Petroleum Alliance meeting, and he's like, Matt, do you got any rum? <laughs> so I got him because he's he's diplomatic in everything he does, and he's always very tactful about it. So there's a rum called Diplomatico, and it's got a guy on the on the uh, label that looks a little bit like him. So I thought that was fun. <laughs> and thank you. You're very welcome. God bless you, buddy. And, uh, Phil, what about you? Uh, I just thank you. Thank you for giving us this opportunity. Uh, this is great. Uh Give us an opportunity to talk about Patriot Wellhead. This gentleman, these gentlemen, uh, they certainly bring something to the table. Bought me lunch today. <laughs> something to the table. And uh, uh, thank you very much. What you have done is, is amazing. You have taken this stuff to the next level. And uh, this is where it's headed. And it's great. It really is. And thank Trace Management, Jason Goss and company for giving us this opportunity to utilize this facility. Yeah, and the next level would be like actually like putting a wellhead together in here on races. Not a problem. <laughs> that we can do. Do you want to race a competitor in the podcast studio? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that would be so cool. We can do it. I we mean, the things we come up with, like, hey, guys, let's get the oil field games going. Like, put together a wellhead and go. <laughs> but, like, the, the, the owners of the company to go out there and do it. So watch their hands be amazed by, oh, my gosh, these guys still got it. Yes. They just talk. I thought they just talked a big game, but they they can do it. Who knew? He turns a wrench like no other. That's how he started. There you go. There we go. Um, what's your uh, email? How do people get a hold of you? Oh, great question. Uh, the the best way to get a hold of us is either through the main number here in Oklahoma City, which is four zero five four four five five nine seven nine. We're at ninety five oh five West Reno, so it's right on the west side of Oklahoma City. Uh, all inquiries can come into admin at patriotwellhead.com. So A-D-M-I-N at patriotwellhead.com. Uh, You're on LinkedIn. We are uh, under Tony McSparron and Nick Armudian, uh, or you can search Patriot Wellhead. Um, you know, Oklahoma's home, so everybody in Oklahoma really knows about us or knows us. Uh, we'll see you at some of the shoots and some of the other events. And I did want to express an appreciation for the one thing that our industry is lacking in is, is reaching out to the younger generations with mediums such as this. And this is a big deal. Mm -hmm. This is a really big deal. And a lot of people talk about it. Over lunch we talked about it a little bit, but very few people do it. So thank you for doing it. I'm, I'm blessed. I'm, I'm honored. Mm -hmm. what, about, what about you? How do they get hold of How do you want people to get hold of you? Uh, Same. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the best route. Yeah. PatriotWellhead.com, everybody. Reach out to them. Go to their website. Find out what they do. Mm. What about you, Phil? Want to plug anything? Yeah, the SBE Golf Tournament's coming up May the yeah. Friday, May the 13th. We need It's our scholarship tournament. It's how we raise money. Um, we certainly need uh, the support. Macasa, we haven't talked about Macasa, the Mid-Continent Oldman Shooting Association. We'll have a two-gun shoot on, uh, I think it's uh, June the 2nd. At H and H, it will be HRs, excuse me, ARs, ARs, and, and your pistols, pistols. Hmm. and it'll be an all-day event. It's lots and lots of fun, oh, and lots so and lots fun. of shooting. If you're into that kind of thing, and then our SPE, um, a regular SPE sporting clays tournament will be, I think, the 16th of September, um, in uh, in McLeod, same place the AAD will be. And anybody um, watching and listening still, um, I have a website, again, uh, if you want to sponsor. But most importantly, 
the most, the biggest thing I care about on there is I have a calendar for all of our MidCon oil and gas events and meetings. So go to oilfieldtailgate.com. There's a link right at the top, big, bold, green, or was it yellow letter says calendar. Click that. It shows you all the events and meetings in Oklahoma that I can possibly find for oil and gas related, you know, times. So please use that. And if I miss anything, please reach out to me. Uh, through there, sign up uh, on oilfieldtailgate.com and be a member. And I'll make sure I try to get a newsletter out once a month if I possibly can. And, of course, uh, follow all the social media platforms. This thing's going to be everywhere once again. And let's see, the Industry Collective for the second quarter is going to be either in April or May and be looking for that. It will be a party, um, a parking lot party. Um, and that's the one that we, the, the same organization that had the meeting last night, the IADC, AADE, SBE, API, AAPG, all of those organizations we call the Industry Collective. We also have an event already planned for uh, July in uh, uh, Oklahoma City will be the Energy Forum, and uh, then we're, we're, we're still working on the fourth quarter. So if you enjoy coming to those kind of things, that's a neat deal to come to. Yeah, and, and hey, man, we, the, now I've got a whole other podcast I want to do about how are we going to, as an industry, reach out to the next generation you know, what, what could we do? Can we put classrooms together? You know, can you have a wellhead classroom at a, you know, a Francis Tuttle Votech? You know, do we need a oil and gas class at a Francis Tuttle Votech? Like here is drilling, completion, production, facilities, you know, and here's an overview for all of that. I mean, uh, yeah, that's something our state really needs to look into. But anyway, we'll, we'll save that for next time. You guys are always welcome to come in anytime you want any. And I tell Phyllis all the time, if, uh, if you've been a guest on the show and you enjoy it, come back anytime you like. If you have something you want to talk about, or if you just want to be my co-host and you bring you find somebody interesting, you know, if you find somebody interesting, bring them in here. Be my co-host. Let's let's grill them. Let's find out what they're about. Outstanding. That's what this is for. Anyway, I'll let everybody go and uh, thank you. Appreciate y'all very much. Take care. God bless. See you next time. Bye bye. Thank you, Matt.